Hey, what's up? I'm Kay Lee, sitting here with my co-host, Ben H. What's happening? So today on the Man Fuse podcast, we're going to talk about the least moanable names. Names that would sound awkward if you screamed them out in the heat of passion. Also, Ben H.'s love and passion for cooking is earning him a new title. We're going to talk about the tragedy that unfolded in Houston, Texas, which ended up taking the life of a 28-year-old hip-hop artist, one-third of the hip-hop group Migos. And then I'm going to talk about how I am ready for another extreme adventure involving a jet ski. And I'll detail my last trip going from Juneau, Alaska to Prince Rupert, British Columbia, 550 miles in five days on a jet ski. The least moanable names. Least moanable? Yes. I saw this on Reddit. Yeah. Picture you're getting it on with a girl or a guy. You can do this in your car. You can do this wherever, bro. And think about... If you had to say their name as you were moaning, what would some of the least moanable names you could think of? I'm at work and I'm like, oh, Henry, or whatever. You started with guy names. (laughs) Well, yeah, that to me would be the least moanable because I am a heterosexual. But do you moan girl names? I mean, maybe my wife's name. (laughs) So I started thinking about the least moanable names. Oh, mom. (laughs) That would be bad. Yeah, that is the worst. See, exactly. Now, Ben. I have a hard time with this. Why? Now, forget you're married. Forget you're married. No, I'm not saying that. I just. I want you to go back to a single time. Yeah. I want you and think. Not about someone that you hooked up with, but think about you were introduced to somebody and their name was X. Yeah. And you're going, man, if I got to call that name out, in the, <laughs> like, that's going to be weird. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got uh, one. All right. Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's I think that's a good one. Felicia. What about Joy? Joy. <laughs> oh, oh, Joy. Joy. Yeah. Really, any name is kind of awkward if you think about well, it. Well, no, no. You think there's some that work? Yeah. Are there some that sing? Yeah, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> oh, my mom's name. You feel so good. <laughs> um, uh, how do you pronounce this, Ben? Jezunderheit. <laughs> oh, Jezunderheit. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, Broomhilda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Broomhilda. <laughs> Broomhilda. Gertie. <laughs> oh, Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, Gertrude. <laughs> my my grandmother's name, Florence. I just flow. I just couldn't imagine saying that, right? Um, oh, Gertie likes it dirty. Very <laughs> <laughs> gross. Karen. That's not a good one. Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice. So all the ones that, that are awkward are like have a German yeah. accent or Mona? like an Eastern European. Mona. 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 I think if you do anything in like an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mona. <laughs> oh, Mona. Um, what is it? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Brumhilda. Greta. Greta. Again, that's like a German name. Gretchen? Why is it? Is... All of them are ger- all the weird ones are German. I think because they're like harsh. It's well, kind of a I harsh think, language. Yeah, it, it's not yeah. very sexy. How about Lavolva? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Lavolva. <laughs> oh Lavolva. <laughs> uh, uh, Cheryl. <laughs> 
Oh, poor Cheryl. Yeah. Ron. <laughs> Ron. Ron. Um, like Ron Burgundy. Yeah. No, yeah. She she screams out his name in, in uh, Anchorman. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. <laughs> Geraldine. Um, Jolanda. Yeah. Here. Benzentine. Voldemort. <laughs> Vlad. Gilsma. Doris. My other grandmother's name, Esther. Esther? That's an interesting name. Mariko. Frederica. People go off on Reddit. I really do like it. Theodora. Jorge. What about, <laughs> about Sharon Jane? Yeah, Theodora. What, what about the two word names? Like Marianne. Aunt Garcia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Aunt Jonathan. <laughs> Aunt Graciela. <laughs> Clarice. That'd be good. Shempy. <laughs> the least moanable names. So if you ever meet one of those people out in the wild, you could say that you heard on the Manfuse podcast that they have, in fact, one of the least moanable names. I love it. Your name's not that moanable. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. The, I can't your moan your moan name. moan level... You know, you got like a moan level you, between one and five. Yeah. You have a moan, moan level three point. You have a moan offensive name. Yeah. It's just not gonna work. Yeah. I don't care how good the sex is. Right. I will be a mute. All right, Ben has a passion for food and he makes delicious food. And now he's thinking about taking on a new hobby when it comes to eating. I thought about doing this thing on social media. You know how they have like food reviews? I thought about just doing like chicken wings. And I'd be the chicken wing king, and I would taste chicken wings and rate them. Oh, I would love that. I love chicken wings. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. I think chicken wings is a good play. But here's what I ran into. The hard part is I think I'd have to do buffalo flavored. That, that'd that be my baseline. Buffalo mild, now, I guess. What, now, would you do this at restaurants, or would you want to do like a cook-off with like individuals? No, that... no. I'd go to restaurants and try their mild buffalo wings. Just mild or medium or hot or whatever. There's got to be a baseline so that you can compare. Because I can't go to like one place and have lemon pepper and then go to the other place and have barbecue. I kind of ran into a roadblock there. Maybe the listeners can tell us. Now, would, would you, you care if I reviewed different flavors or would you want it to all be the same flavor and based on that? Dave Portnoy, for example, the owner of Barstool Sports. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's the guy, he's the pizza king. He does the pizza reviews. Oh, wait, he's the dude that, did you see his sex tape when they released yeah, it? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> was that hilarious? <laughs> what an animal. animal. <laughs> Barstool animal. Yeah, so he does pizza reviews, but he only reviews cheese pizzas, basically. I mean, that's kind of the baseline. Like, Does he still currently do them? Oh, yeah. They're incredible. To get an eight? Is like, and he scores them in in like decimals, so you get like a seven point three. So, and what does he do? And what does he do with the reviews? He How? posts it on social media, and then he actually has an app now. Mike Wallace, yeah, has an app downloaded. Yeah, so every place he goes to eat pizza, yeah, he the, rates it, right? Ranks it. It's the one bite app. Is that what it is? Yeah, because it's all he does. This whole stick is that his app he created? Yeah, his pizza reviews have blown up. It's crazy. If he goes to a place and your pizza's shit, it's going to be known that he thinks your pizza's shit. Yeah, bro. And if he goes somewhere and gives it like an eight or above, the place is lying out the door. If you get a nine, dude, you're you're famous forever. So here's the deal. Okay, fine. Nine plus is like... Okay, here's the deal. So this is how we proceed. 
every place you go, yeah. you feel like ordering wings. We'll put them up on the podcast. So I want to do the video, and I want to you know, rate chicken wings. I think it would be very helpful. Because chicken wings, bro, think about it. It's such a wide range between a shitty chicken wing, which is disgusting. There's nothing worse than a bad chicken wing. No. But there's also nothing better than, a, I mean, a superb chicken wing, like mm. a great one. Yeah. Like a truly great chicken wing. Juicy. Is one of the best things ever. ever. Yeah. Crispy on the outside, juicy and tender on so the inside. So fried, but then put on the grill. I mean, however they do they it. They got to be big and plump and juicy. Don't hand me a... A baby chicken's wing, yeah. and then it'd be fried to death like a potato yeah. chip right. with like a strip of meat on it. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that I don't like about chicken when I don't want when I pick up a chicken wing, right? I don't want it sitting in a pool of sauce. No, no. I want you want it to be evenly coated. I want it to be evenly coated, but I want the sauce to be cooked into it. Yeah. I don't want an unflavored chicken wing right. that they threw in a bowl of yeah. sauce right before they brought it to you. Absolutely. It's garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. Sitting in a pool of sauce. No, it's I don't gross. want I don't want ov- sauce overkill. I agree. I mean, cooking chicken wings is an art. I mean, it's a real thing. There's nothing I hate worse than a slimy chicken wing. The slimy skin. The skin is slimy and well, chewy. But if, you, and... but if you grilled, wouldn't it be a little more slimier than if it's I fried? Don't like slimy at all. But you grill chicken wings. I grill them to crispy skin. Yeah, okay. Do you not like them when there's a bit of feather on them still? Get it downgraded for sure. Really? Yeah. So would you do this on a scale of one to five? One to ten. One to ten. And I'd, I'd follow Dave Portnoy's scale too with the decimals. What's the decimals? Explain. Like, you know, it's not a one, two, three, four, five or whatever, six, seven, eight. That's a rookie score. Because if you're really scoring it, you got to go in the scale. Okay, if it's a six, is it a six, one? Is it a 6-6? Six, six? Is it almost a 7, but not quite? What would take off, in your opinion? Like- everything. The whole experience. I mean, from the time you walk in. Seated. Just everything. Just, okay. just the whole, like you're saying it came in a puddle of sauce. That has nothing to do with the way it tastes. But it does have an effect on, like you're saying, I hate chicken wings. They just come in a puddle of sauce. Right. You know? Your initial impression that's going to affect the overall score. I mean, really, you're scoring the experience. Ultimately, it's all about the cook. Horrible experience, and it could still be an 8.7 chicken wing. So have you ever seen this show, and this doesn't have to do with food, it's about these two dudes that gauge stings and their venom scales. wow. What is it called? Kings of pain. Kings of pain? Ow! They know what they're going to get stung by, then they have to go to that part of the world and capture it. They have a medical team around them. Oh, my God. And they pick it up and they let it sting them. Oh. And so they're always arguing, who's going first? Because they each oh. have to do it. And then... <laughs> this hurts just thinking about dude, it, dude. it's dope, though. My, oh my son God. loves well, it. I definitely want to watch it. Like the rockfish, crazy things, dude. What's been like a really bad one? Crazy centipedes like in Asia that have these huge stingers oh, like on the wow. butt that very venomous. Dang. Um. Sometimes they're throwing up. But I would say a python yeah. is not venomous. 
Right. They have just shitloads of teeth. It's not just like on the sides and in the front like ours. It's like a, a moray eel where there's oh teeth coming gosh, down. Dude. But the teeth are curved back. Yeah. So when they grab something, it they can hold. Like Jeez. you can't get it out. And dude, they literally had this snake that was probably like 15 feet long on a table. And they went up to the edge of the table and held their arm out where they wanted it to bite. And it bit the dudes got lit up and the way that they got the thing to let go they would shoot alcohol into its mouth and it let go they're not poisonous the one we had at my son's birthday party dude oh yeah the big yellow one yeah your wife danced with it yeah she did she looked good with the snake around it it reminded me of the story when you guys met right anyway i think it's a great idea ben so you start gauging it your videos they got to go up on the man fused youtube absolutely Wherever they have chicken wings, I'm just going to try them and rate them. We have to have a branded name for this. Chicken Wing King. Chicken Wing King. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could just be Chicken Ben. (laughs) No, I think Chicken Wing King. Chicken Wing King. What does the Chicken Wing King say about this place? Chicken Wing King's here. All right, there it is. Branded. Branded. Hashtag Chicken Wing King. Yeah, we'll get it. At Chicken Wing King. That's right. dot chicken wing king right if it's available i better check it first probably not and it's such a commitment when you order chicken wings number one they're not cheap i remember when you could get 10 wings for like seven bucks not anymore never 10 wings 15 bucks 13.95 20 sometimes six wings maybe 10 Ten bucks. bucks yeah 10.95 so my point is that it's a big commitment when you order the wings right number two if one of them is bad you've got nine they're all fucking bad Right, you got nine They all to... suck. And you really can't send chicken wings back. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, if there's something really wrong, of course. <laughs> the, the manager's going to come over and go, bro, you ordered chicken wings. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if there, it's not that there's literally something wrong. It's just that it's not a good job, in my opinion. I'm not telling people whether to buy something or not. I'm just giving them my opinion of how the chicken yeah. wing tastes. Yeah, unless it's a, unless it's high up on your scale, and then you, you know. can definitely recommend. You could give the chicken wing king could give it one wing up. Yeah. Are you going to give it wing up or wing down? All right. So you've heard of the group Migos, right, Ben? Yes. Of course you have. They're from Atlanta. There are three family members that made a hip hop group. They really changed the way some of hip hop sounds now. They're badass. So you've got Quavo, yeah. who is the uncle right. of Takeoff. Right. And then you've got Offset. Offset being the guy that's married to Cardi B or has kids with Cardi B. Right. I don't even know if they're married. So there were rumors that the band had split up, but none of those things had been confirmed. Quavo and Takeoff were in Houston. Now, I don't know why they were in Houston, but they were at a bowling alley. They went to a party. Something happened outside, and there are. It was odd too. It was really strange. I don't know if there have been if the police have confirmed there was a dice game going on. That was the original reports coming in. Oh, really? But that altercation happened, and words started flying. Yeah. And all of a sudden, gunshots. Quavo was the one you hear in the audio. Right now, I don't talking. Talking now, I don't know if that was the tension point. It seemed like the end of whatever was going on. Takeoff was just kind of standing there. Yeah, he was just there. Standing next to an Olympic boxer, actually, that they identified. When all of a sudden gunshots were let off by supposedly two different gunmen. And I guess Takeoff 
got hit in the head or neck died right there. Yeah. 28 years old. And I was listening to the police, their uh, press conference. Initially, the police are like, back in the day, you got in an argument with somebody. And if it got to that point, put up your dukes. Everyone was walking away from the conversation. In the audio that I saw, the it was Quavo who was talking to someone. And then there was a girl saying, well, hey, nobody here is going to be disrespectful. There's a dude holding the gun in the video that I saw. You know, then Oh, you saw a video of the dude holding the gun? In the video where they're where they're talking about basketball, this was like the end of whatever it was that was going on. Quavo goes, I gotta get out of here. And then that crew all went this way, and that seems to be the direction that the shots were fired. From the perspective of the person that was holding the camera, who was standing behind the guy who had a gun. I don't know if he's the one that shot. Apparently there was more than one person with a gun, but this guy was definitely holding a gun. He had a gun out already. And Takeoff is not one of those rappers that's in the press all the time for being wild or crazy. He was actually considered one of the most low-key artists. They're like a evolution of like outcast. Yeah. And they're Atlanta. Got that Southern playlistic Cadillac music vibe. If you're a hip-hop artist and you're known, everyone knows you have money. If I was a hip-hop artist that is well-known, dude, I would be wary about going anywhere. Yeah, it it seems like Because people know you're rich. Right. You've got jewelry. That's right. You've got cash. Yeah. They're jealous. Yeah. It's envy. Right, absolutely. And what? All you have to do is just look at someone wrong and you could be shot these days. It's just ridiculous. Well, there's a saying and, you know, it's not my saying, but I've read it. Oh, no, it's yours, Ben. If you say it, it's yours. But it says you can't go back to the hood. Can't go back to where you came from if you come up big. You got to have protection because, dude, somebody wants to take your life just to be the one that took your life. Just to take away what you have. Just to take your life away. Because that's how frustrated they are. I don't know if they have leads, but there were 40 people out there. No way that this person who shot them can get away with this. You would think there'd be camera footage of some sort around the... There probably is. Around the uh, bowling alley. There's got to be, dude. I mean, this was like... You're in Houston. You're not in, like, some backwoods town. I mean, there are cameras everywhere. Yeah. The scene out there can be pretty brutal. Well, that's what I I mean. And it's like, you know, it's just like young Dolph, dude. You know, who was an amazing artist and died this year, too. He was in the neighborhood where he was from, going to get cookies. Oh, that's right. I remember From his favorite cookie spot. Oh, yeah. He went and got gas. Yep. Because somebody saw him at the gas station. That's right. I remember this. And he went and got cookies. And they, they were following him, dude. They just rolled up on him and just lit him up. It's just crazy. He's got kids, dudes. You know, where he lives. Do you think it was Mrs. Freshly's? I love Mrs. Freshly's. Do you? Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Freshly's. I forget the name of the cookie. Well, place. and their cupcakes. It's an issue that we have everywhere. I mean, you know? dude, you've got the hip hop community eating itself. I guess you'd say black on black crime. And then on the other side, you've got these white crazy motherfuckers mass shooting up schools. Yeah. You don't really see too many no. black people going into no, to mass shooting. It's the crazy, picked on, depressed right. white boy yeah. trying to be a martyr and, right. and goes and kills all these young exactly. people. I think a lot of it is gang related. A lot of the gang stuff is an undercurrent to the fact that, you know, there's a whole different 
economy out there, the drug market, the black market. There's a whole nother economy that uses cryptocurrency and cash, and it's completely off the grid. The drug cartels, once all those drugs come across the border from the drug cartels, they go to the gangs. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so we have cartels within this country right here all around us, dude. Sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Human trafficking. You know, the whole thing, dude. I mean, it's 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 really freaky. That is the sub-market. And people in that world exist all around us constantly. And, dude, typically they're strapped, and that's the world they live in, dude. Yeah, that's what they see on a day-to-day basis. When you're doing that kind of thing, okay, you're doing business, and that's a part of your business. I don't condone it or anything like that, but I'm just saying. When a guy like Takeoff gets killed for what being successful i don't think it was aimed at takeoff i think it was just a a wild shot he got caught in the crosshairs of to really shoot a firearm precisely takes an incredible amount of skill and especially a pistol because the barrel is so short that you know when you see these people just hold up the gun and go like that or turning it to the side yeah you're spraying it basically I mean, I saw a guy on a video on social media, he's at, a, he's at the gun range, and he just held up the gun, and he was just like, oh, what'd you say? And then he, like, let off, like, 10 or 15 rounds, didn't hit the damn target once, and the target was, like, 20 feet away. I think he was shooting at all of them. He's probably shooting and running backwards at the same time. You know, condolences to Takeoff's family. Our city is mourning big right now. Oh, yeah. loss of Takeoff. Definitely is a sad day. I mean, there have been many sad days. It's just, I guess, when somebody is popular, passes away like that at such a young age, it's just like, it's a normal thing now, though. Every week. Will it change? Probably not. I I just don't know at this point how you could stop it. I think that people need to be really careful when they're out, you know? The whole idea of going without a crew, like going without protection because you're that guy and the streets love you and all that kind of stuff, I think it's a big mistake, dude. If you've got that much fame, yeah, money, there's a reason why you have that entourage. You have to, dude. Yeah, you have you to. You have to. Because everybody wants what you got. That's right. You got to have those people around you, and I guess they didn't. I would assume Drake, when Drake goes out, he's got protection. I don't know that much about the Migos, how they handle that aspect of their life. I, I, I don't follow them close enough. And there again, that's how low-key they were. I don't even know if they went with an entourage everywhere. They No, they're low-key, dude. I, I definitely don't think they had one with them. Spread the love, dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just be a part of the love, bro. I ran across this Canadian rapper, Tom McDonald, on TikTok, and his song, Fake Woke, just spoke to me. It's crazy, I'm the one who they labeled as controversial, and Cardi B is the role model for 12-year-old girls. There's rappers pushing Xanax at the top of the billboard, but if I mention race in a song, I'm scared I'll get killed for it. It's backwards, it's getting exponentially dumb. It's more difficult to get a job than purchase a gun. Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mom, and now he doesn't want fans if they voted for Trump. We're ashamed to be American, you should probably love Cause you have the right to hate it and not get stoned to death in public As children we were taught how to walk and talk But the system wants adults to sit down and shut up Cancel culture runs the world now, the planet went crazy Label everything we say as homophobic or racist If you're white then you're privileged, guilty by association All our childhood heroes got me too or the rapists They never freed the slaves, they realized that they don't need the chains They gave us tiny screens, we think we free cause we can't see the cage They knew that race war would be the game they need to play For people to big teams, they used the media to feed the flame 
So he says a lot there. He does. All right, so here's the deal. I'm thinking I want to do it again. One of the most extreme. I don't want to ride the banana again. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Then, then. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? No, oh. but why don't you, um, now that you've no, said about riding the banana, no, why I don't thought you that's ex- what you were going to ask me but, to ride another banana. And I wasn't asking you. Oh. I was letting you know if you wanted to go on this excursion with me. Are you talking about 75 hard? No, Ben. Mm. I'm talking about an extreme adventure. I'm talking oh. about a once-in-a-lifetime thing that I did that I could honestly say of the world has never done. As I've said um, in the past, I am a voice artist, and it was the day I got back from Thailand. I got a job to record and narrate some lines. I wasn't told what it was. It was a, a show. And so I did it. Same day, I get a call the executive producer, and asked me if I would like to be the voice Mm. of this TV show that was on um, AWE or Mm A&E, and there were a few others, um, Mav TV, which is kind of, you know what Mav TV is? No. It's It's a network channel that kind of features a lot of extreme sports. Nice. Um, you know. NASCAR stuff and motocross and, yeah. you know, any type of extreme sport you can do. And asked me to, if I would be interested in narrating the fifth season of this show and mm. the head guy on the show. Right. And it was based on these five dudes that everybody had their own set of skills. Like one guy was a medic, one guy was a mechanic, yeah. one guy was a cameraman. Right. Um, and these five dudes in the fifth season had traveled the world on modified jet skis. That's nuts. So they had gone from like Alaska to Russia. When they pulled up on the Russian shores, got detained for like a week. Wow. In Russia, under heavy security, that's they could could not leave. That's that's uh, crazy. And, and they made the news globally. Because when you see five dudes on modified jet skis with all their gear, and you're like, what kind of gear? You can't carry that much gear. You've got this little hull. The jet skis are modified with these cages that are welded on the back with gas tanks. Because you only make it 150 miles, maybe, on a jet ski, depending on how rough the seas are. Right. You've got to fill up right there. And that was one of the main things um, for this crew was being able to find gas in some of these remote areas, these remote towns. And so, I mean, there were stories of them literally having to have a water plane and yeah. land yeah. to be able to give them gas. Wow. You That's know? hardcore. And, and, yeah, seriously. So when I picked up the, um, the job, they were in India. The Indian government, which they had already kind of mapped out and had permission but when they arrived their communication between the um areas were not very good yeah so these people had no idea right so they look like potential terrorists right so they got stuck in india yada 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 so it was it was really cool and what inspired this dude the, the the executive producer was he lives in san francisco and i hope i'm getting the story right and he got some jet skis you know one time and 
they started going out on them and they were like, all right, let's go, you know, let's go past the, uh, the San Francisco bridge, you know, and then they kept going. And then he just had this idea was like everywhere they pulled up, people would be like, you're here on a jet ski. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So you went with these guys. So I did the fifth season. You narrated the fifth season. Correct. And Got some it. of the sixth, I believe. I, yeah. Whatever. And um, did their promos. A couple years after I narrated the uh-huh. season, I get a phone call because he had some other stuff. The show went off air, you know, and they had a lot of trouble with some of their crew of five. Yeah. Sometimes in, you know, the third season, the the mechanic wasn't there because sure. he was off snorting coke and doing oh my blow God. and banging yeah. hookers and <laughs> yeah. not wanting to get up to leave yeah. to go on, you know, so it was. So they had to replace people. Sometimes this guy sent people home. And so they yeah. had to find a replacement to come wow. out. Because if you have a fifth jet ski, right. you can't just leave it there. You can't there. leave it there, yeah. You need to put an ass in the seat That's and right. somebody to drive it. Yeah. So this dude The had, show must go on. Correct. But this dude, after the show concluded, started sharing the experience with the public and wow. started his own adventure company. Wow. And so he hits me up and it was like April or something. And he's like, listen. We've got three or four different legs going back and forth from these areas. If you could get to Juneau, Alaska, I got a jet ski for you. We're going to go from Juneau, Alaska to Prince Rupert, British Columbia. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, down the inside passage is about 550 miles in five days. That's insane. With a sixth day built in just in case... We hit some rough water. So what's the inside passage? What is that? Set of islands. Yeah, that you can ride within instead of being completely out beyond the islands on the Pacific. So, right. So by going down the inside passage, you're going to have land on the side of you at all times. That's good. Now, there are certain legs of the trip where you don't, but this way, the water's a little calmer. Sure. It's really cool because you can navigate through these. I love doing that. And that was the leg of the trip that I chose to be on. The only thing I have to buy is my plane ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, he charges like six, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. For these adventures, not including your plane ticket. Right. But that includes like your hotel. Right. You know, everything. But that's all built in. But you're talking about six, seven K. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't have to bring anything but a plane ticket and my clothes. and have to buy certain gear and stuff. They provide the dry suits pack. I'm like, dude, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, So I arrive in Juneau, Alaska, and I meet up with the crew. Yeah. Now, I told my neighbor about the show, because I was getting excited I was going to be going in a few months, and he goes, I've seen that show before. And I said, well, dude, I'm going on this adventure. I said, if you want. So I hit up the executive producer, and I'm like, hey, you got another seat? If he's got six or seven jet skis, and this was the end of the season, he's got to move them all to Prince Rupert. Right. I say, hey, my neighbor's interested in going. I don't think he could pay seven grand. Yeah. But if you, is there another seat? Uh, can you do anything? And he basically came back to me and said, if he can get me thirty five hundred, I'll put him in a seat. Told my neighbor, and my neighbor was like, I'm down. Dang. So uh, now all of a sudden, I had a buddy going. That's awesome. So um, we get out there. I meet him out there. He leaves before me, and I arrive in Juneau, and we had rough water that. 
first day. So we got to actually spend a day just hang around Alaska. That's always you know. nice. You like check out the town and like go yeah, and like, like eat some food. Went to the glacier. Have a drink or whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then we had a whole day to, you know, kind of get psyched up. The first leg of the trip, the following day, right. we meet at 7 a.m. It's like barely daylight. And this is the time in Alaska where it's almost even, 12 hours a yeah. day. Sometimes during different seasons, you've sure. got like 16 or 17 hours of daylight and right. very little nighttime. Right. The first leg of the trip is Juneau, Alaska, to this little Native American town that has like a population of like 350 people. Yeah. And it's called Cake. Right. So it's 150 miles from Juneau to Cake. Right. It was cold. It was very overcast that day. And it was in September. It took us about six hours because there were some rough chops. But dude, on that leg of the trip, and we stopped so many times because we had humpback whales Mm -hmm. coming out of the water right next to us, just pods of them. Right. And you could see so far off in the distance with snow-capped mountains, you see yeah. their blowholes right. blowing water yeah. 30 feet in the air. Right. And so you knew exactly where they were. So right. we'd pull up on them and then we'd idle. Because yeah. you don't want to be like revving engines. These things. I mean, dude, you can't, That's get, amazing. you can't get closer to the water than on it. It's not like you're on a boat. You're no, on you're a jet like ski. On a jet, you're like on the water. You're basically on the water. Yeah. My toe is in the water. Like touching the whale. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, just coming out the water. So every day I got off the water, dude, I was like, That's one for the record books. I can't believe the beauty that we saw today. I can't believe- you still look back and like imagine like just the ride? Yeah, so nuts. So that was day one. We get off the water, we're just mind blown. Yeah. Sore a little bit because we had some chop and when you're hitting chop on the jet ski- Oh yeah, It's not very comfortable. Now fortunately out of the five days, I'd say four of them were almost perfect really glass no way the last day being the worst i was so sick of it i was angry yeah at the time i'm like are we there yet how many hours are we talking like in a leg like on the last day how many hours well were you hating life getting facials yeah just taking it to the face (laughs) yeah one after another wiping off your eyes so the first day that leg was 150 miles that was a big leg Four hours. But we also stopped watching these whales. Right. And so we were enjoying the scenery yeah. a lot. So it was a full day. Full seven day, or eight About hours. seven, eight hours. Yeah. So by the time we get off, we pull into a different town each night. We go to Cake. And instead of going to a hotel, he knows this woman who lives in the bottom, but has like five almost looking hotel rooms on the top of her deck. Right. Like on the top floor that yeah. are all individual rooms overlooking this amazing view. And she makes us like homemade oh, dinner amazing. and breakfast. And then that's we take amazing. off the next day to a different location. Yeah. Now, the next leg was to this place called Wrangle, which was a busier town. It wasn't a huge port, but there was a pizza place there. Yeah. The other place had no pizza place. Right. It had a gas station. And yeah. that was about it. And we got to see black bears. They could have come and ate us if yeah. they wanted to. Pretty dangerous. And they were with cubs, too. But we, we kept our distance. But the next day, we went and we gassed up at the next town we were staying at. But then took off immediately after we gassed up and went 45 minutes to this place called the Lacante Glacier. Dang. And we are weaving. I'm talking gunning it through that's ice nuts. fields, dude, no way. trying to get to the glacier. That's insane. Like, just in and out of ice. That's Big insane. icebergs where chunks of the glacier had dude. like broken off. That is so awesome. Sometimes going through the broken, melted pieces of ice where you're just like... That's wild. Zzz. 
it was the most insane thing I've ever done. Like, I'd say that right there was one of the biggest highlights was just going through these ice fields. Right. Like, just, I mean, ice everywhere. And you're just gunning it down to get to this glacier. I had my cargo area was, I had the hull, which was where my dry pack was. Yeah. And then there was one compartment where I held my vape pens because I was yeah. vaping on the water. So nice. I, I, the glacier was insane. And then from there- Was we, it blue? You're talking- hundreds of years old it is more clear than any ice than you can yeah. even imagine it was as pure as it gets That's thousands awesome. of years old point being i'm ready to go back i want to do another leg i've never been more in touch and appreciated nature how vulnerable you are out there and the beauty that you take in i mean you come back and you're just like saw the most awe-inspiring like scenes picturesque and you've also done something kind of dangerous and no one else has done it. We went from town to town from Ketchikan, yeah. which is a big port city. That's where a lot of the cruise ships bring in on an Alaska yeah. cruise. And then you get to go shopping. There's sure. little huts on the water. When you go from Ketchikan to Prince Rupert, British Columbia, right now you leave land on one side. Right. So you've got land and your open ocean. Yeah. You have to gauge the weather that day because yeah. the chop can make it not safe. Right. Fortunately, we caught a break and that trip was probably about 130 miles. Yeah. And I would say about three hours of it. Beating your ass. Just getting beat. Forearms are just worn out. And the only way really to handle it yeah. is to just gun it. Right. As fast as you can. You go slow, the chops are even harder. Mm -hmm. And staying as close to land as possible is the smoothest. Instead of crossing, which would be faster typically, yeah. now you're riding as close to shore as you can. That's right. To make it bearable. That's right. But is also taking longer. I'm ready to do it again. He has a trip that goes from Seattle to Juneau, which I think would be a pretty cool ride. Seattle to Alaska. Absolutely. And I think that's a longer stretch. I think you do 700 miles in a shorter amount of time. So it's like four days, 700 miles. Dude, that's crazy. Most people, when they think of jet skis, they think riding around on a lake. Yeah. They don't use it as a mode of traveling. Yeah. You don't use it to get from point A to point B. Dude, I want to do that with my boat. I've always wanted to do like multi-day. You know what I mean? Like in the tropics running from island to island you got to find the marina that has the hotel so you map it out you know figure out where you're going to stay and stuff like That'd that would be amazing and do like a week that would be like awesome. down in the bahamas or down in the keys or something like that how long would it take on a boat to get from like fort lauderdale to the bahamas is it miami or key west to the bahamas is so you that go fort lauderdale to bimini is the shortest pass between the United States. It's about 50 miles. That's um, it? Yeah, but it's across 3,000 foot deep ocean water, so it can get crazy rough. You have to go when, when it's right. And then when you get to Bimini, you have to process into the country. Same thing we had to do in Prince Rupert. But dude, once you do that, you're in the Bahamas. And if you got the right boat, you can go anywhere. Once you're there? Oh, yeah, dude. Anywhere in the Bahamas, you go to the Exumas, you go to the Abacos, you go... Bro, there's people that go, you know, and just travel in their boats, and they just go all throughout the Caribbean. Saint See, that would, be, that would be insane. And, and all that, and the weather's always good, dude. So, well, it's just I that mean, window, though, of getting to Bimini. If you got the right boat, you're good, you know what I mean? But at Do the you have the, the... Would you consider yourself having the right boat for that? Not unless it was a calm day. 
my boat would require a calm day. Going back real quick, when we arrived in Ketchikan, yeah. as we're pulling up, we see a boat that we recognize. The boat from the Deadliest Catch. Oh, cool. They're docked. Yeah, that's awesome. That boat is a beast. Yeah, dude. So as we're pulling up, one of the crew members, yeah. hey, you guys, he don't know who we are or what we're doing. Right. He just sees this crew of seven modified jet skis pulling up and he screams where y'all coming from uh we just came from wrangle we're barbecuing come up we spent like three hours no hanging out on that boat from the deadliest catch that's so cool i believe the guy first mate on the show yeah is living there because one of their engines died. Oh, wow. And he was going to be there for three months because that's how long it was going to take another engine to get in and be installed. So basically, they were just living there to see how they can crane fish and just, and then where they dump it. It's insane, dude. Had offers, the guy was saying, $30 million or something for that boat. I'm sure. And the boat wasn't new. It's No, but but it's a battle axe. Dude, that boat could be in the Bering Sea. Right. Anywhere on Earth. In the roughest waters you can think. I mean, it is in the show. That's the cool thing about boats like that is those boats can go anywhere on Earth. But they don't go fast. No. They'll get through. I'm going to post some videos and pictures of my adventure. I'm thinking 2023. I'm down, dude. I want to go. Ben, you know what I've always found fascinating and something that I wish I knew how to do is to be able to relay GPS coordinates to somebody over the phone and them being able to find your exact location. How do they train for that? You have a map, you have a coordinate of where you are, and you got to find your way back with a compass. Or maybe you have to like go and hit this checkpoint by this time, this checkpoint by this time, and then you got to be back at HQ by this time. And that's how missions are run. You know, like when you run a mission, like when you're downrange, like like it's so easy to get lost, dude. When you've got other things on your mind. And oh, yeah. You know how like a lot of lakes in Georgia is just like fingers. It's like all these little, it's like a river. You know, I was riding this jet ski and I was like cruising through the thing, just blasting, dude. And this jet ski goes like 70 miles per hour blasting through multiple corridors where you know i could have gone this way or that way and i was like all right i'm just gonna keep going right well then i got out into this big area and i started doing donuts and then i stopped doing the donuts and i real and i looked up and i realized that i had no idea from which point you came point i had come into this area Ooh. so what'd you do i i just picked the one that i thought was the correct one and it was it wasn't but it got me <laughs> To a place, asked this dude on a boat. I was like, dude, I'm freaking lost, man. I was like, I have no idea where I am. Right. And I was able to describe a couple things, and he was like, oh, just go that way. And I did, and it you know, got me back. I'm looking for a monument. On my boat, I have the GPS thing. I'm talking about that is such a life-saving piece of technology on the ocean. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's... I. I've never, I've been on boats all my life and I've never traveled like that on the water. You know what I mean? Where I'm literally going so far away that I need a GPS. It's such clarity. I mean, isn't it like, okay, like you've in the gone Keys? straight out, but shore is back that way. Kind of. 
kind of, but not really. I mean, again, you can get really turned around. Right. Or you put your head down for 10 minutes or something, and then you pop your head back up, and you're like, wait a minute, everything looks different. Right. I mean, obviously, if you're just going down the coast, but if you're traversing from island to island or inner water canal out and then back into another one. Critical. I love land nav, though, dude. Land nav was one of my favorite things. Would that be, like, considered tracking, too, or no? Is that a whole nother thing? Tracking's a whole nother thing, dude. I mean, tracking is crazy. Man, that would be so dope, like, skill to learn. There's some people that are really good at it, mostly people who have grown up in the woods, you right. know, especially, like, people that are, are really good at hunting, have grown up, like, tracking. They can look at the way shit is just... yeah press That's down right. okay i know yeah. what was walking here well it's funny like if you go back in the woods like you can see deer trails have you ever seen that you see a trail but then there's a way that you could really see the trail like yeah. i'm talking yeah i might just see the trail great this is something i'm walking along yeah but like to really look i mean by looking at the leaves like you can see deer trails just by looking at the trees you can see the routes that they take because they take the same routes and you can look at the ground obviously you can see it but sometimes you can't how the the leaves are the folded leaves or things are moved you know or you bent gotta, yeah you just see a little pathway through it right right yeah that's always fascinating but even to be able to track humans hey check us out at manfuse.com you can subscribe for free apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts join the show leave us a voice message send us a text at 770-744-5227